0: Hi, I'm Emily with the Limitless Female Podcast. You are listening to episode 16, how to step into your future self with guest Jodi Moore. Woman, welcome. If you're a mama who is feeling all the feels of motherhood, the ups and downs of hormones, and maybe even depression, then you are in the right place. Limitless Female is your confident inner voice helping you master your mood and create the epic life that calls you. My goal is to show you just how enough you are so you can show up limitless in your own life. Let's get started. What's up girlfriends? I'm excited to be here with you guys today. Allergies have torn through our house so I sound a little stuffy. I'm trying to speak through my throat instead of through my nose so that I don't sound weird, but that's what's going on. (laughs) Not that I had some amazing radio voice before, but if it was, you know, a little bit weird before, it's going to be a little stuffy today. So I want to preface this episode with a little tool that I use with my clients where we help them step into the mindset of their future self. Now, I know a lot of people will have you do a vision board. Maybe you've heard about, you know, putting out there what you want in the world and it will come back to you. It's a really common practice. Um, A lot of people have read The Secret and they kind of, you know, it goes that direction where you put out in the universe what you want, you make a vision board, you think about it and it comes back to you. Now, the reason that I teach this and that I was taught this by Jody and Brooke and different mentors that I've had was that most of us think that once we've achieved what we want to achieve, then we will have the confidence that we want. Once we've, you know, have kids that have grown up out of the house and are making amazing decisions and have families, then we'll know we did a good job as a mom and we'll feel like it was worth it and we'll feel happy. Once our toddler is out of diapers, then it will be peaceful in our home. Once our dog stops barking, then it will be peaceful, right? A lot of us think that. But what I teach is that our feelings always come from our thoughts. So that means that we don't feel any certain way because of a circumstance like potty trained toddler or a a well-behaved dog or kids that grow up to be really amazing human beings. None of those things will create our feelings, but feelings are the fuel for all the actions we take. So in order for us to take action to become the next version of us, however that looks, whatever we want to achieve, if we want to potty train our kid really well, or start a business, or be more outgoing, or plan a party, All of those things are actions, and we need the appropriate fuel, which would be an emotion. And like I said before, emotions come from thoughts. So we actually have to be confident now, think a confident thought, in order to show up somewhere and create something amazing. We won't feel confident when we get there just because we've achieved it. Because remember, feelings come from thoughts. And we need to create that emotion now in order to get there. And so that's something that I want you guys to understand is that sometimes with my clients, I offer to them that they need to step into their future self. And what does she think about? What does she spend her time doing? What does she wear? And we get really specific. We get in the details of our future. How does she feel? And with each question and with each decision that we have, as we go after a specific goal, we ask, if I was already there, what kind of decision would I make? If I was already there, how would I behave? Or what would I think about the specific part of my goal? And it helps us show up as our future self in order to create our future self. Now, the coolest thing that I want to share with you about this podcast is that when I was introduced to coaching, um, I've, my brother-in-law introduced me to a podcast and right away, the tools struck me as truth, as something that could help so many people. And at first, of course, I wasn't thinking about so many people. I was thinking about how much they were helping me. And right away, I knew I needed to do this. I didn't even know what this person did. I didn't know what their title was of the podcast I was listening to. I didn't know who gave them permission to show up on a podcast and give advice or how you got a podcast. I just knew I had to do this. It was my calling, it was everything I was made to do. So I started researching. She had a podcast called How I Became a Life Coach. And I was like, what? That's what she is? She's a life coach? Yes, that sounds perfect. That's what I want to do. And I found out what school she went to, the Life Coach School, led by Brooke Castillo. So I applied. I got in. I worked all summer to raise money in my current photography business in order to pay off the money I had spent on the Life Coach School before I even got there, using the tools that Brooke Castillo and Jodi had taught me through their podcasts. And I forgot to mention, that podcast was Better Than Happy by Jody Moore. So when I went to Life Coach School, it was kind of incredible because I walked in and they said, your small group leader is Jodi. And I'm thinking, it's, there's no way Jody Moore's here right? She's really busy in her own business. And I look over and there's Jodi. And she's in my small group. And every day for the last four hours of the day, I got to hang out with her in a room with 10 other people. And it was just a blast. And she had so much to teach me. And I soaked it up. I loved it. But I started trying to live for my future self. The moment I heard her podcast for the first time, I started thinking about myself as a podcaster, about what it would be like to have information that could help people, what it would be like if I had tools that people could apply right away and feel better the way these tools had made me feel. Now, you guys, here's the coolest part, okay? Full circle, right? I'm living for my future self. I'm trying to show up in my business like the person that has a successful full business with lots of people who I've helped. I'm working toward a podcast, I'm trying to live in my business as if I already have a podcast. How does she show up? How does she think? You know, what kind of energy does she bring to a room? What kind of people does she ask to help her to collaborate with? And this week I got to meet my future self because I got to interview Jody Moore for the podcast. Right? Like I was living from this future person who had a podcast and now I have a podcast and I interviewed Jody Moore who introduced me to this work so it was kind of amazing to have my current self fill in the gap by living for my future self and all of a sudden there was no gap i was there i was in the future so today i know you guys are going to love the episode i have Jody Moore here Talking about stepping into our future selves. So it's a really fantastic conversation to hear. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, Jody. Hi. How are you? Hey. So good. How are you? Hey, cute. I love your curly hey. hair now. Fancy so today. <laughs> Thank you. I only got fancy for you. I didn't actually <laughs> work today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. We kind of match in our black and white. We
0: kind of match. Too bad nobody gets to
1: see us. Such a bad. Darn it. We both look so good. I know. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thanks for being willing to come on the podcast. Oh, yeah, it's so excited. fun. I was like, limitless female. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, I like it.
0: I don't know. I, I, had like a, I had an instructor a long time ago and like a fitness instructor because I used to teach aerobics, which is oh. fun because you did turbo kick, which wow. I also did.
1: I love turbo kick. Really? They
0: it's don't so teach funny. it enough places anymore. It's so fun.
1: No, it's kind of dying out.
0: But yeah, she was kind of turned me onto the idea of limitless, and
1: I love it. I don't
0: know I always just knew I would name it that. It's kind of fun. So
1: fun, yeah. <laughs> I, I love, love it. Sounds like good stuff. Yeah, it's
0: so good. So I love it because you are in a different place in your business than I am,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm kind of I'm second year, which is crazy. I can't believe it's been a year, and I'm still learning how to step into the role of expert life coach. Right, all these new Titles or like identity shifts. Mm-hmm. And I love it because you've been there and you're in a different place in your business. Mm-hmm. And you're probably still stepping into new identity shifts with like being a seven, seven figure earner or whatever the different things are that you're working mm-hmm. on. So I wanted to kind of talk with that about like who we're becoming and how you make that shift to step into who you want to become. Okay, I love it. Right. So we it. tell our clients to like, right? To be her now. And a lot of times it's like, but how do I do that?
1: Yeah. So my question for you was
0: before you were like America's sweetheart coach, right? (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm going to just try to let that land, but thank you. (laughs) Before you were that, right? The Jody Moore Before you even knew about coaching. Did you think a lot about like your future beyond family and kids?
1: You know, it's always been a challenge for me to think very far into the future. Um, I mean, I think it's a challenge for everybody, but um, definitely something I'm still working on is to to think about the future with very much clarity or detail. Certainly, is hard, yeah. and then to think about it in the way that I want to, which is like I want to have big goals, I want to do amazing things in my life, mm-hmm. but then there's that part of me that says. Well, who do you think you are you mm-hmm. know sort of the i don't know if it's like imposter syndrome or just mm-hmm. feeling like it's prideful or ungrateful or something that also sort of um keeps me thinking smaller yeah. than i think i i really kind of want to or could yeah um so yeah it's always been a challenge for me it's something i've gotten a little better at but i can tell you when i first started my coaching practice um I didn't know. I knew just a couple of other coaches who were members of the church mm-hmm. and they weren't really coaching. I mean, they, like they're members, but their their niches had nothing to do with you know, their religious right. beliefs. And so I, I didn't really know any other life coaches um, that right. used the, these tools anyway and that coach in this way that were members of the church. And I remember thinking like, to me, these tools went so closely with my religion that I really wanted to marry the two. Mm -hmm. And so I I could sort of see that vision. I could see Mm -hmm. how like, listen, I'm not the only one who's going to see this and who's going to resonate in this way. Not everyone will, but I knew there were a lot of other people, a lot of other women, especially who Mm -hmm. would see the same things I'm seeing. And so I could see that vision of like, no, this is going to be big within my religion because that's mm-hmm. where I was choosing to sort of put yeah. my emphasis. But in terms of what my role would look like or how I would get there, or what my coaching program would look like, or any of that, I, I really had no idea. It, it's sort of like picturing it as like a cloud in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> so there's this fluffy place yeah. where I'm kind of trying to get to that feels like a good place to go. Yeah. And I don't know how I'm going to get there, I don't know how long it's going to take me. And I'm okay with that. Let's just keep the cloud there. Yeah. I love the
0: idea of like a vector. I know it's like really Mm. nerdy, but like direction and purpose. Yes. Like I always think of vector from Gru or whatever that movie is, you know, from the (laughs)
1: Despicable Me.
0: Yes. And he's always like, yeah. And he's like talking about direction and purpose. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like that allows us to pivot a little bit Mm -hmm. because we're not so hard set on like what that looks like, but we know kind of what we, think it's possible, what direction we're moving, why we're doing it. So Mm it keeps you honed in on like who you're helping and how that happens kind of shifts and moves as you go. I feel like. Which
1: I think is important to be open to that because that's why so many people don't achieve their goals is they, when we think we know how or what the timeline is or any of that and something doesn't go according to plan, then it's so defeating and so discouraging. Right. We're totally thrown off. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I wanted to ask you when, why is it so hard, you think, for women to, or people in general to let go of what they have done in defining what they can do? Because that Mm -hmm. seems like a general trend. Like when you ask somebody like, how are you? Or what have you been up to? and Or who are you? It's always in reference to their past. Yes. Right? Like things they've done, Mm -hmm. their mom, they've done this. And when you ask them if they want to do something new, Mm -hmm. it's usually like, well, I don't know how to do that. And I'm, I'm not a business owner or I'm not like an Instagram person or whatever they want to do. And they just, that's not who they are. That's right. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too, Emily, but I feel like, well, two things. First of all, we're creatures of habit, right? Mm -hmm. So our brains are, are amazing in this way in that we, we memorize routines, not just routines of behavior, but I even think routines of thinking and routines Mm -hmm. of emotions that we feel on a regular basis. And so it's natural to not want to break those routines because that's going to require more energy and more conscious thought. And our brains are machines of, Energy conservation. And so, right, I think it's natural to have a little bit of resistance. You know, the unknown is scary um, to us. And so, it's sort of that basic survival mechanism. But what's interesting to me is how, when I'm coaching individuals, I notice they don't want to let go of what they've been doing, whether it's been working or not working. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, if what I'm doing has worked to a certain extent, Mm -hmm. Maybe it's gotten me where I wanted to be, but now to go to the next level, I have to let go of what worked Mm -hmm. to get there. Yeah. So
0: I love that idea because it can work for you for a while. Yeah. Right. And then, and Brooke really teaches us that like, well, it worked till now, but now let's break down everything you've built in your business so that you can go to the next level, which just blows my mind. Like I already know that I'll be resistant to that when it comes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's super scary. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think people who
0: are even experienced trouble in like their marriage or with their kids, they'll hold on to what they're doing because it's scarier, the unknown of trying something new, even though it's more uncomfortable now. Like just that unknown of the future Mm
1: -hmm. is
0: so scary.
1: Or I feel like we get to a place where we're, where maybe it's worked fine and we've even been progressing, but now we're sort of stuck and stalled out. Mm-hmm. and getting to the next place we want to go is going to require letting go of that. Mm-hmm. So if we think about, you know, you and I both have coaching practices. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was coaching individual one-on-one coaching and to go to the next level in my business, I had to tell people I don't coach one-on-one anymore. Yeah. And Which that was super scary. Cause I was like, yeah. well, what if I can't get people to join my group program? What if I have no income now. What if this all just goes to heck all this hard work and it's been working so well, but I couldn't scale. I couldn't grow. I couldn't help more people the way I wanted to and keep coaching one-on-one. And so it's that so what letting did you do? Go, what's been working. How so did you I, get yourself to do that. Well, this is where what you said in the beginning about working from your future self is really powerful, right? Mm-hmm. So I had that cloud in the sky vision of like, no, I'm going to help connect the dots for members of my church that want mental and emotional health. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, uh, you know, I just knew that was available and I knew that was big
0: Mm -hmm. and I knew
1: that wasn't going to be me coaching individuals. So I had to make the decision from that place. Like Mm -hmm. if I were already helping as many people as I want to, and my message was getting out there the way I want it to, would I be coaching one-on-one? Like, yeah not that i'm trying to become oprah by any means but i i look at people like that that are really successful like way far ahead of where i'm even trying to go and i'm right. just like would oprah coach people individually no it doesn't right. make sense for her she she's she needs got a, a lot of people a big message and a big platform right. and it's just not going to happen right and and so yeah. again it's it's just sort of a way for me to get my head in the space of like all right so worst thing that can happen, I sort of make peace with worst case scenario too when my brain goes there. Like, yeah. What's the worst thing that could happen? Nobody yeah. wants to join my group program. I don't have any money coming in through my business. Right. Then what would I do? Well, I could wait tables or I could take on a couple again. more one-on-one clients yeah. for a minute and pivot there slowly. Or I right. could, you know, like there's always going to be a dozen options. So Am I willing to let go of this thing in the name of getting there? But here's what's tricky. If I go back and take one-on-one clients, now my head is back there instead of forcing my head to be in the space of figuring out how to get people on board with my group program and how to make my group program amazing. So you have to be willing to be in that discomfort in order to figure out that thing. Otherwise, the brain's going to be like, why would we need to figure that out? We could just coach people one-on-one like we have been. Yes. So like, and
0: one thing we work with on our clients is, What does that future self, that future person think, feel, and do? And that's kind of what you were doing, like putting yourself in your shoes in the future. Mm -hmm. And I love that we help people do that because it's a really uncomfortable place to be. Today, I was listening to Brooke and she was talking about how there's this dissonance when you hold the belief of who you were and who you want to be at the same time. You have to kind of do that. And I really think it does feel inauthentic a little bit. Yes. Right. But I, I think it's so interesting because that's the part that's uncomfortable and that's Mm -hmm. how you change your present person. Like me right now is going to grow because it's so uncomfortable to believe in her and remember who I was.
1: Yes. But here's, what's interesting about it is we think that when we get to that place and we achieve our goals, then we're not going to feel inauthentic anymore. Right. <laughs> Except that that hasn't been my experience. Like when you talk, you're so sweet and flattering to me and you talk about <laughs> me being the sweetheart of coaching or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> my head is like, if only she knew, like, yeah. that's not real. <laughs> you're not, yeah. you're, I I feel the right. same as I did when I was starting my coaching practice. Just like as an adult, you're like telling your teenagers, no, you're going to feel the same at my age that you feel at age 21. Yes, I know it doesn't feel that way, but you will. That's yeah. how it is for me anyway, with my goals is like, no, I, I don't feel any more like successful, if you will. Right. And more so together, that, I uh, am yeah. Not like now I get it. Now yeah. I'm so organized and on top of it. Like yeah. I have the same kind of mess and problems that I bring with me. And so that's why the work to do is like, wait a second, like right here with where I'm at, with whatever your goals are, mm-hmm. I could just think about myself in the way that I think I would think about myself if I had I hit those that. goals. Yeah. I, I, I am her right now. I can be her right now. It's oh, not I inauthentic. It's not disingenuous. It's just like, am I like, what am I going to be thinking? I'm going to be thinking I'm doing some good work. I'm helping a lot of people. This is really fun. I think I could do this. I think I should keep going. Like you could believe all of that right now, just as easily focus on it. Because
0: instead of trying to think, what does she think in the future? It's so much more powerful to think, what does she think about me? Like, what do I think she's going to think about herself? That's right. That's totally a game changer to think that now. And I love that you said you're not any different. You're still bringing you with you. The same person. What
1: do you think your future self would tell you right now?
0: In my business? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This
1: isn't rhetorical.
0: Okay. I want to (laughs) hear. My future self would tell me right now. Well, I love this question because one of the first exercises I did that you taught me was start, stop, continue.
1: Mm, And
0: And I did it right that night. I sat on my couch and I laid my head back on my couch and closed my eyes and I pictured me in five years, in ten years, in fifty years. And what I look based on who I wanted to become, what I looked like, what I did, what I wore, how I ate, my health, everything. Mm -hmm. And I remember that like feeling washing over me Mm -hmm. of just like proud and successful and and I wasn't really envisioning a lot of the doing, right? It was just like who I was becoming and who I was. And I remember what I thought my future self would tell me was like, just keep going. It doesn't matter. It's inevitable. Success and becoming who you want to become will of course happen. Like I'm 50. And if you stop now, I'll be like, you dummy, you could have hung on for 10 more years and you would have been there. Like it It really showed me that like we have sometimes this finite, um, experience of the world that there's like an end in a in the beginning kind of, mm-hmm. and with all kinds of things and we're racing mm-hmm. and we're comparing. But when you start to think about it kind of in like an infinite way, like mm-hmm. our relationships, marriage, our relationship with our business, with our clients, they're infinite. They don't really run on this like straight, you know, like linear dimension. We kind of right. are growing and we kind of, Digress in some areas and get better in other areas. And so I don't know. When I started thinking about what does my future self want to tell me, it was kind of like, just keep moving and you're just going to keep becoming being who you are and make your life experience really amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, and to me, it doesn't feel like work coaching because I really just, it doesn't, my thoughts really don't take me to a place of like I have to get somewhere Mm -hmm. when I'm managing them. Really, Mm -hmm. I've been there before, but mostly. And so I really just enjoy you know, being busy. I was thinking today, I'm so glad I'm a busy mom because I had no time to think and worry about this interview. Like I laid down my son 10 minutes before I got (laughs) on the call with
1: you, (laughs) but I really love it. It just feels like fun. Totally. Yeah. And I always think about that time is going to go by because I, I I don't know about you, but I coach a lot of people who are worried. Well, what if it doesn't work? Mm. What if I don't get to where I'm trying to go? Or what if I don't, what if I try this and then I don't lose the weight or I don't, you know, achieve my business goals or whatever. And I'm always like, well, that time is going to go by Mm -hmm. anyways. Like you're going to be 50 one day. Yeah. Unless a tragic accident happens, you're going to be 50. Yeah. Whether you try to pursue these goals or not.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. And so we could get there and have tried, or we could get there and have not tried. Which would you prefer? Whether you get to that destination or not is, is, not the most important part is who you become along the way. And it's the, the, just the things you learn, the experiences you have. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm so glad I met those people. Mm-hmm. Never would have met those people had I not tried that thing, right? Right, and right. Maybe there's not like a grand finish line outcome, but right. I want to be in the game of life.
0: I, I want to play.
1: That. I want to show up. Yeah. I don't want to sit on the sidelines yeah. and see what everyone else is doing. I want to play. It's a fun game. Yeah. I love that.
0: Yeah Yeah. I think you really made my business so fun because Mm -hmm. I really every day I'm just like, if it's not fun, why? Like what's the point? Because I'm still amazing. Like I'm everything I ever need to be. So if it's not fun and it's not then it's definitely not making me a better version of me if it's not fun, right? right. If it's making me stressed out. And if the point is to become the next version of me by like playing the game and getting in there, then why would I do it if it's not fun? And it's not even
1: about the money, right? Because like money's fun. I'm all for making money, but there's so many ways to make money. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I always think you could go sell, get really good at selling stuff on Amazon. And if that's your thing, by all means do it. But to me, that's just not as fun. Yeah. Like I want to do it this way or I could go get a job at a company or whatever. But what if I could make money doing what I love? That's yeah. kind of fun. Yes. Like, again, it's like, I want to play that game. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so. What do you
0: say to people who want to become the next version of them? And they're not so worried about what they think is possible, but they think they get in the heads of everyone else who's mm. outside of the game, right? Who's not even in the game playing with them and who's yeah. being like telling them
1: they can't do it or yeah. who do you think you are? Yes. right. Well, first of all, I have to say that when I went through coach training, what, six, almost six years ago, um, my mom and I went together. My mom loves personal development and everything too. and And so we went together and it was super fun. But everybody else in my family was a little like, mm, I don't know about this. And, and my family is very supportive and we have great relationships. And so it wasn't like I felt like anyone was, you know, judging me or whatever, but, but I knew they were a little skeptical of like, whatever Mm -hmm. this is, seems a little silly and ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And now four of my five, five kids, including me, four of us are certified life coaches at the life Coach school. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, seems like mom and I were onto something, huh guys? (laughs) But anyway, in answer to your question, um, so because I, and whether they felt that way or maybe it was just my perception, maybe they didn't feel that way at all, but that's the way I perceived it. And I remember telling myself, listen, it's okay for them not to understand this. It's okay for them not to believe in what you're doing Mm -hmm. or to even think it's silly or wrong or whatever they think, they don't need to understand it because I do. Mm -hmm. They don't need to know the power of what I'm doing. I've got me. I understand it. Mm -hmm. I don't need them to do it for me. And that that takes some work sometimes to get to that place. Like when you are working on being confident in you and believing in your goals or your abilities or who you want to become or whatever it is, then you don't need other people to do it for you. We try to rely on other people. And I I was thinking about this too. I feel like we give so much more weight to other people's opinions of us than our own opinions of us. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know why there's
0: counts so much more. It's kind of crazy because our negative opinions of ourselves mean a lot. Like those thoughts that Mm -hmm. come in our head, like, who do you think you are? You're not enough. You know, you're not like this person. We give a lot of weight to when someone outside of us says something negative, we give more weight to that. I feel like we're it's, we're just prone to that negative side and believing that that's what we're capable of.
1: Well, let's think about it with the negative and the positive, right? So if I'm sort of judging myself, like if I'm thinking like, oh, my hair looks silly today and somebody else says to me like, we should do something about your hair Then I'm <laughs> yeah. like, Oh my goodness. And I'm so crushed by what they right. say. Like I, I, it weighs 10 times more. Right. Right. But let's think about the positive too.
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: I, you know, do a post something on Instagram, let's just say, and I think that was a pretty good post. I like that post. I did a mm-hmm. good job on that one. Does that mean more to me or does it mean more when somebody else is like, Jody, I loved what you posted today. It was exactly what I needed to hear. Like most of us still give other people's opinions, whether it's negative or positive, so much more weight than our, own.
0: yeah, it's
1: so true. Yeah. And so it's just interesting to notice and to, I I just use it as information. If that does, if I do notice a big reaction to other people's opinions, Mm -hmm. either way, negative or positive, I just use it as like, oh, am I doing my work on Mm -hmm how I think about myself? Am I really paying attention and being careful about how I talk to me internally and what I want to think about me? And because if, if it strikes me too emotionally, either way, I know Mm -hmm. I I have work to do. And I love that that definition of like having
0: your own back because I think a lot of people don't think about it that way. They think they need to defend themselves to somebody like verbally and like set boundaries and tell people what they really want in order to have their own back, but yes. it's so much more internal, right? Because when That's we right. know who we are and we believe who we are, people can have opinions and we get to still love them. We're like, okay, you don't like yeah. it. That's all good. Cause we already love ourselves and we already have thought about what we're doing and we decided it was the right thing for us. So I think when I use that
1: term, different. have your own back people, I, I think often misunderstood it to mean, like you said, you need to stand up to them, and you need to right. prove to them or convince them or whatever, which isn't what I'm trying to say. It's exactly right. what what you described. It's internal work. It's like I don't need you to get my back. I've got my back. Right, right. So yeah. it's not like a defensive mechanism. It's a completely internal. Like I got you, Jody. Don't worry. I got you. I know we're good. We're right yeah. on track. It's okay. They don't. They don't understand. They don't get it of course they're going to be worried that you're going to fail because most people do fail at these times of goals. It's, they, they love you. They're looking out for you. It's all good. Right. I got me. I believe in me enough. I don't need them to do it for me.
0: Yeah. So you talked about your family a little bit and that was one of my questions too. Like when you're becoming the next version of you and you're looking forward and you're trying to like step into this new role, like the way you show up, the way you think about it, the goals you go after, Like, Mm -hmm. did your family come along with you? Like your, your close family that lives in your house with you, like, were they on board or were they kind of like, was there that little part where you weren't doing the same dance and it was a little bit awkward? Was there any of that?
1: Um, you know, for me it was, it was a gradual enough change that, and my kids are young enough that I don't think it, you know, I don't think they even really noticed. Um, I would say like my work that I did more on my relationships, like with those people is mm-hmm. where things felt a little awkward. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my husband used to get really stressed about work and things. And I used to be stressed about him being stressed and yeah, and trying to kind of solve it for him or, or he would get down and I would be down about him being down. And so when I did my work on my thoughts about him and my relationship with him, then I would say that's where it probably felt different to him, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas like he was stressed and I was just like, well, you can be worried if you want to. And I love you, but I'm not worried about this and I'm not Mm -hmm. like, it's fine for you to be worried. I I decided I wasn't going to be worried about him being worried. So, you know, that was a little bit uncomfortable at first, but for us, it was really peaceful. I think he appreciated it because he didn't want to feel bad that he was also causing me problems. But I see in my clients, sometimes that's not the case. If they have a a relationship where they are fighting with each other and yelling at each other and they decide to stop yelling, the spouse is often like, oh, so now you don't even care about this. Right. So it it can be uncomfortable, um, for the people around you. And I think communication is key. I think, you know, letting people know what you're working on and why you're behaving differently, um, is really powerful. and I found that communicating with my husband, like one thing was
0: gaining awareness, let me still be mad so I could validate my feelings, (laughs) Right, but then tell him this is, I know it's not your fault, but I'm still mad because I don't really know how to work through it. But, you know, it sounds like I'm yelling this at you, but it's not your fault, (laughs) right? (laughs) It's not your fault. And just give me a second, right? So it allowed me to, and that was like the first step to just kind of shifting that, you know, becoming that different version of me by admitting it out loud to him and not having to blame him yeah, and be like, I'm just working on this. And it kind of took him, especially because I coach women with depression. I've had depression since I was 18. Awareness like of your mood, of what you're working on, where your head's Mm -hmm. at moving forward with your family and then letting them know that is so huge. That's right. Like to me, it takes out all the shame of the failures and the missteps as you are becoming that next version.
1: That's like, right. Hey,
0: I have depression today. I'm feeling kind of down. I'm going to kind of be, you know, kind of hiding out a little bit, but I love you. And I tell my kids, you know, like, I'm just kind of down today. So I'm sorry. And it makes it so much easier for me to apologize and show up quickly again. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. I think that's so powerful though, to, to just share that. Like I'm struggling, I'm mad or I'm down and it's okay. I, I, like, I don't need you to fix it. It's sort of the right. message we're trying to send. Right. But I, but also I'm not going to be as, you know, I'm not going to be the kind of mom you might want right in this moment. I need some time or I need a minute and it gives them permission for, to do the same thing, especially our right. kids. Right. You right. know, to just show them like feeling bad is, I'm always telling my kids, yeah, living in a body, it's painful, like physically yeah. and emotionally. And Yes. And, um, anxiety and fear and sadness and worry and boredom. Mm -hmm. It's all part of it. Yeah. And so showing them that that's true for me as well. Right. Yeah. I think is really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It
0: really connects you. Um, I had a client recently who was, I think, well, for some of people, the next version of them is like being able to meet all their kids needs. Like Mm -hmm. they want to step into this mom that's there for all their kids. Mm -hmm. And I heard a mom ask, you know, how are you guys meeting the needs of all your family? Like I have five kids. These are all their needs. How can I better meet their needs? Mm -hmm. And when we think about stepping into the next version of us, I think we have to redefine what like success is and Mm -hmm. take it back Mm -hmm. because being able to meet the needs of all of our kids is actually not possible, which I learned from you or necessary. Right. I love that. Right. It's okay for them to not have some of their needs met. And I love the idea that you taught me that I'm supposed to be part of their challenges. Like I'm an imperfect mom on purpose. That's right. Right. So
1: yeah. Yeah. And it's like, when you talk about becoming that next version of you, I feel like people find you know, the, the things we teach, they find thought work, they learn that their, their feelings are creating their thinking and they can think something different and feel better. And that's great. That's a first step.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But then it's not like, okay, so eventually I'm going to get to where I only think thoughts all the time and I feel good all the time. only think thoughts that make me feel like that's not the next version. You know what the next layer is, is being okay with feeling bad.
0: Yeah. And with
1: not meeting your kids' needs and with other people feeling bad sometimes and having peace around the whole experience of sometimes I think in a way that makes me happy and sometimes I think in a way that makes me unhappy and all of it's okay. That's really the next layer of it. Right. And I know people think that's disappointing, but it's, it's actually, I think it
0: feels really, yeah, like a lot of relief. Yeah. Like, oh. Like I'm not just supposed to be happy all the time and get there. And it really is so crazy, especially working with clients with depression that the goal, when we allow our mood and our feelings, all of a sudden everything feels easier and our depression, our anxiety kind of dissipate a little bit. And Mm -hmm. a lot of them are afraid to step into that. They're afraid to allow their emotions because they think they're going to get swallowed up by it. Mm -hmm. And in my experience, like processing emotions and being willing to f- feel negative emotions actually gets rid of a lot of negative emotion in my life.
1: Mm-hmm, that's because right.
0: Most of it is created by resistance.
1: Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend the other day who was sort of in a, a little bit of a depression slump. And she was like, I just don't want to feel this way. I want to be able to focus. I want to do my work and I want to focus on my business and I want to be there for my kids. And I was like, that, that's your biggest problem. Mm -hmm. is it sounds like a reasonable, understandable thought. I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to feel this way, but that's, that's your biggest problem. Like, what if you just decide, I'm not going to be focused tomorrow. I'm not going to be there for my kids the way that I want to be. I'm going to do the bare minimum tomorrow. Maybe I'm going to take it easy tomorrow. Maybe I'm going to watch a little TV tomorrow or whatever. I'm not, I'm, I stop not wanting it. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems so counterintuitive, but it really is. You just release, like, you know, what? None of this really matters, right? Like, if if I need to wait a couple months on my goal, it's fine. If my kids right. eat cereal for dinner, it's fine. Like, right. it really, you step back and realize it doesn't matter. I'm gonna just allow this feeling and allow this darkness for a little bit and and be really compassionate with myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't. I wish I knew another way, but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it is
0: the way it works it's the best way I love yeah. it yeah so I was so glad to have you on the podcast thank you it for was having so me. fun chatting yeah. with you I always knew we'd be good friends and
1: I was right I knew it we too. totally are gonna be I knew good it. friends. <laughs> I'm excited for all of your great work you're doing thank you well, thanks thank for having you. me
0: if you have questions about anything you've learned here on the podcast or want help with something going on in your own life Hop on a free coaching call with me in just 30 minutes you'll have real tools for your unique situation go to limitlessfemalecoaching.com forward slash work with me or you can find a link in the show notes below spots are limited so grab one before you miss it